that, you know, it's like how kids talk about baseball players. That's how we talk about albums. We're just trying to postpone mortality. They need that to fill some kind of void that they have. The search for the Yeti. He's a duck. <laughs> well, don't interfucking rough. Hello and welcome to the Smashing Pumpcast. I'm Frank Garcia Hale. I'm Pat O'Brien, and we are really excited to be joined today by a very cool guest who um, I think a lot of our listeners are going to be familiar with. And it, we're so excited she's here. Sierra Swan is joining us. Hello, hello. In the in the Pumpcast, the Pumpcast cave today. Thank you so much for being here, Sierra. <laughs> oh, oh God, of course. My pleasure. So there's there's so much to talk about. There's a, as we've as we've discussed on this podcast, Frank and I, it's been sort of, it's been a big year in in general, of course. Yeah. <laughs> this is but you know, there are better podcasts too to you know comb through current events but it's yeah exactly year in um in <laughs> pumpkin world too in pumpkin land and you're certainly a big part of that um but before we get into all that we wanted to you know find out a little bit more about you you've had you've had a really sort of um diverse list of um, you're well first of all you're a singer you're a songwriter you're a musician multi-instrumentalist musician producer you've, you've worn a lot of hats in the <laughs> music world but you've also worked with a lot of um your your sort of resume of people that you've worked with is really diverse and and um cool so we just wanted to to find out a little bit more about you your father was a musician you went away and left me because you thought you could hurt me but i Tell us about your your upbringing and how, how music played into it. Well, you know, like I think anybody else that is kind of born into a musical family, you do everything you can to not be musical. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's the kind of stuff that, you know, it's in your it's in your blood and it's also what you hear what's around you at all times. So uh, my sister and I both are musicians. Her name is Planet Swan. My, my parents had, you know, clearly uh, creative people with the names of their naming their children. Um, it's like the Zappas. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and so, yeah, so creative upbringing, you know, we went, uh, my dad was in Chris Christopherson's band for a very long, you know, actually he met Chris in Nashville in the 60s and they kind of like came up together. Uh, my dad was a janitor at um, Columbia Records and Chris was coming in to get a job and my dad was leaving. He was quitting his janitor job and it handed it over to Chris Christopherson. So from that moment forward, they became really close friends and, you know, moved to Los Angeles together. And Chris became, you know, as we know, a huge, huge songwriter and movie star, you know. Yeah. And so my dad, you know, was in his band. So my sister and I went on tour with them a lot, you know. So I got to meet and just hang out with pretty much, you know, the coolest people of that in that genre, you know, Chris and like, Chris Christopherson and Willie Nelson and those this, those types of people. Yeah. And so um, it was obviously just something that was always around me, always around. So um, it just, you know, by the time I became a teenager, I just, you know, had picked up piano and guitar. And it's just something that happened. I really, I'm not saying I didn't work for it. Of course I did. But, you know, like I said, when you're exposed that much, it just kind of, happens i don't you know it's just yeah it's it's kind of all i knew about and my dad was such a great um teacher you know like just we talked about music all of the time and we talked about vocalists what makes vocalists great what makes a great vocalist you know compared to like a so-so vocalist and what makes mm -hmm. a great guitar player what makes a great bass but like i was just always talking about music so um yeah so it's just that's just who i became you know yeah. <laughs> The, I was reading in an interview. Um, I think it was an interview with you and Billy when he from when he produced your album. Um, yeah. But you mentioned that about how your dad introduced you to and you and kind of like you know talked about with you and listened with you about like what makes a real singer. What what can you elaborate on on that idea a little bit? Well, it's like you know compared to like you know. Um people that, you know, do karaoke, but they have a fantastic voice. You know, it's like they can mm -hmm. hold a note. But then there's people like Patsy Cline, 
You know, who, when you hear that voice come on, you're just like haunted. You're like, what is this? It it takes over your, you know, immediately you get the chills, you know, it's, it's voices like that, like Sam Cooke, like as soon as you hear his voice, you're just like, whoa, it opens up a page, it opens up, you know, it just starts, colors just start coming out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, just vocalists that are expressing like pain through their Mm -hmm. actual voice and emotion, as opposed to someone who's just hitting the note. You know, there's there's like a huge difference. And I I tend to lean towards um, vocalists that actually are not absolutely perfect. You know, sure. Like Mm -hmm. to me, Patsy Cline is a perfect vocalist. And so Sam Cooke and so are, you know, like the Everly Brothers, like, you know, as far as, you know, harmonizing and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, I just always tend to lean on people that just, you know just, you know, give me the chills, you know, just, yeah, yeah. just that's always yeah, the, like the feeling. Yeah. You know, and yeah. Billy even has that kind of voice. Like, you know, mm-hmm. we, Absolutely. we, we talk about it a lot and in the sense that, you know, there's just no one that sounds like him at all. And when we were doing the background vocals to this record, Katie and I were cracking up because, you know, we have to sometimes sing with his phrasing Mm-hmm. And his phrasing is so bananas, but it's awesome. And he'd just be sitting there and I just look at him and be like, God, you're such a jerk. This is crazy hard. <laughs> you know, and he's like, I'm sorry. It's just how I sing. I'm like, I know, but this is this is difficult. And Katie and I really struggled with it sometimes. But it's, you know, it's what makes him great. You know, it's just, he's got such character to his voice. And, Absolutely. you know, he, sometimes he doesn't even go on time with like a like a phrasing. You're like, Jesus Christ, you, did you just come in on the I don't even know. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so yeah, um, and and that's that makes a vocalist just you know lovable, yeah. because just no one sounds like that person, and that's just fantastic, you know. Yeah, we talk so much about that very thing on this yeah. podcast about it, especially sort of hearing the Pumpkins early on in their in their yeah tenure it, it, and like on alternative radio kind of side being presented side by side with all these other bands that had that were you know many of whom were very cool and and, yeah. and good but Billy's voice is truly like you said just like nothing else it doesn't it doesn't match like a it's like no other male voice or female voice you've ever heard yeah it is it's it's truly otherworldly i think i've i've described it as like crystallized sea salty water you know, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like the synesthesia. What's that, that term when you see color? Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, synesthesia. Yeah, there you go. There you go. He <laughs> he would love that, by the way. He would so love oh. that. Um, but yeah, and he's um, and his vocal, his voice is actually like when I went on the tour, um, the plain song tour in two, on, in 2016, um, his voice just um, sounded amazing. Um, during that particular tour because it was more of an acoustic tour like the first mm-hmm. set was just acoustic and um and you know he really he really worked hard to kind of perform every night just you know at the top of his game and uh, his I, his voice has actually to me gotten even stronger as the years have progressed yeah. I have to just say the the in plain song tour that was I saw that tour I saw you guys oh, you did? in Los Angeles yeah, we both did yeah oh right yeah. on and it was I uh, Unlike Frank, had, Frank saw the pumpkins in the in the post initial breakup phase. Yeah, I never did. I I desperately wanted to, but I just like you know I was like a kid still, and it just just couldn't make it happen. Right. I saw Zwan when Zwan was around, but that tour was the first time I saw the pumpkins. Yeah, and it was such a fantastic show. It was such a yeah. cool, uh, you know, like I. I appreciated it on so many levels. It yeah. was like I think it surprised a lot of people too. It was a nice, yeah. you know. The 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 set list, I mean the fact that James reunited with them was obviously like mm-hmm. very cool and I nice. mean yeah, we and, we didn't even know that until like 3 days before. I was like, "What's happening?" And, he's, and he, <laughs> yeah. I, I was like, "What are you talking about?" And he goes, "Yeah, I just said it really nonchalantly." I'm like, "Well, that's a big deal." <laughs> right. But that that's the thing is as big a deal as that was, it wasn't the only thing that made that particular set of shows great it was like i i loved how excuse me how he folded in you know there was sort of a looseness and an openness to like the types of songs he was folding in he did yeah zwan song he like uh, you guys did um malibu yeah it it was it just felt like a really kind of um 
It's fun. It, it, yeah, my wife yeah. also split what turned out to be a pretty strong weed brownie, but I don't think oh. that, that wasn't that <laughs> wasn't amazing. what made it great. It was. Oh it my was god, an that's awesome, amazing! Awesome show and it I love was a great it. First pumpkin show for. Oh, I love me, it. Even though it was late to the game. Oh, I, I love was, it. Uh, I was like a couple of years into dating my wife and uh, she surprised me with tickets because we lived down the street from the Beacon Theater. Oh, cool. Um, and we went like she surprised me that night. And I was like, that was probably the first time she saw me crying. Oh, uh, that's so cool. <laughs> oh, I love this. This is awesome. Yeah. That's so I awesome. Was, I was just so moved. I yeah. Mean, it was a special moment. Yeah, it was a really, industry. it was a beautiful tour. I enjoyed it so much. We had a great time. Well, let's let's talk a bit about your, um, you know, when you when you started playing music, you know, professionally, or when or when you, you know, when you're you're growing up, you're going out on your own. What what was your first um, band that you were in? Was it Doll's Head? I was like just turned 18 and um, my sister was working with these producers in in LA and you know I, I, I had you know obviously gotten to know them as she was working with them and they were doing a side project they were working with her like solo stuff and the, but um, in the meantime they were working on a side project and they asked me if like they, I would listen to the music and if I liked it and I was like yeah it's it's pretty cool because it was kind of like you know 80s goth so i was kind of yeah i like that i'm obviously into that um but i also was like well are you guys done writing because i want i would like to co-write you know i don't want to just come in as a singer and that was the case so we started writing um some more songs and we you know like people did back in the late 90s and early 90s you, you need a record label mm -hmm. so we started you know passing out the demos and we actually got a few labels were interested, but we ended up signing with MCA uh, Universal, um, and it was a subsidiary on MCA um, with Don Gaiman and Larry Frazen. God, I can't believe I remember those names. Um, and um, they and so yeah, we went on tour, you know, in London for in England for a while with The Fall, and opened up for Gary Newman for a while, and. Or actually, yeah, so it was a really cool experience, especially being 18, you know, and just like yeah. first time going to London, you're on tour with the fall. Like, it's just like, OK, that works. Right. And what's Gary Newman like just a, in, as a person? That, I'm curious about that. It, as, it just as mysterious as you, you would want him to be. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the first time I met him, he was like dressed in all black in a priest uniform with like white mm. face ma makeup. So wow. that that sounds was basically, right. yeah, that sounds about right, right? That's how you want to meet Gary Newman. That is exactly yeah. <laughs> how you want to meet Gary Newman. Yeah. And um, so that was awesome. And then, of course, as as the story usually goes, we just, we got dropped. And I wanted just because of that experience, I, I just realized that I'm more of the type of person that wants to do stuff on my own, mm -hmm. you know, and, um, and I'm not the best collaborator, let's say. Um, okay. so I decided to go on a solo career and I got, you know, a record deal, um, through Atlantic and then got dropped. And I worked with great producers on that, but got dropped, picked up by Interscope, you know, went on tour, with James Blunt for a while, got dropped. And then after that, I was just like so wounded after kind of just the, you know, the, the heartbreak of just being constantly, the push and pull of it all is really, it's a lot for anyone. Mm -hmm. And yeah. um, so I just decided to take a break and just play with other musicians, you know, just as a hired, a hired hand. So um, worked with Dave Stewart and uh, Ringo Starr. So how did the yeah? How did how did you get hooked up with Ringo? Because I mean, you know. Yeah, that's, yeah, it's that's a beetle, Ringo right? We're talking about. Yeah, I remember. I when I, I was so excited when I got to tell Billy that I was like, oh, by the way, I'm going on tour with Ringo Starr, and he was like, what? <laughs> 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 um, he's like, that's pretty cool. Um, I so I got that gig through Dave Stewart. Okay. So yeah, I mean, that's just kind of how things happen, you know, just kind of stuff 
that like just meeting people through people and um, that and then, you know, did kind of stuff like that for a couple of years. And then and then I produced one of my own records on my own. Linda Perry was kind enough to give me like one of her studios in this in this shit. She'd own a studio called Kung Fu Studios, and she let me have Studio B just to, like, record my own record, which was really sweet. Um, so I did that and just kind of, you know, shuffled around for a while doing stuff like that. And then, mm-hmm. you know, met a lot of people in the music scene in L.A. and, you know, collaborated with them, like Karina Round. Her, she lived with me for a while, and we did a little band together called Pushka. I'm sorry. just you know and then chad hugo i don't know if you're familiar with him he's in the neptunes with Pharrell williams and um him and i just did a project called catterwall because I have a little studio in my in my house here so um I yeah I just constantly kind of keeping busy and then as far as like the record that Billy produced I remember I just had my son and Billy came over just to hang out and I think I emailed him a song that I had just written and he emailed me back okay if this is what you're doing if these are this is the kind of work that you're or these are the kind of songs you're writing I would love to produce this um, and I was like, what? Wait, what? Um, because it was just for him. That's that's a really big gesture. <laughs> right. So yeah. when he came over, I was just kind of like, are you serious about that? He was, oh, absolutely. thing about him is like you know he when he when he says some he'll do something he'll absolutely do it it's just a matter of time you know yeah yeah it's yeah so that happened and i raised the money and flew out to chicago and hung out there hung out at the studio for two weeks and we produced that record it's funny because uh listening to the album or listening to some of your songs like emotional and sad affair Those songs in particular almost sound like they could be at home with the current pumpkin stuff that's being done now that you're backing on. Yeah, well, he, um, him and I both have a huge love for synthesizers and, and stuff like that. I mean, his collection is insane. I just, oh God, you, you, I mean, you can imagine. Um, and he's, I think he's always been wanting to do a record like this. Um, I think he's been, it's definitely been in his, subconscious for a long time and it was a matter of time until he was going to actually do it and he's such a wizard you know it's just like he's a total freak of nature because when he asked me to come out to Nashville to sing the backgrounds I had no idea what to expect you know I didn't know if it was two songs three songs ten songs whatever and you know and then you know I got there and we start going through the tracks and I'm like how many songs he goes oh 20 (laughs) and I and I was like, what? I'm like, are you serious? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, well, how many do you want me to sing? And he goes like, well, however, I would like you to sing on all of them. And I was, he's like, but I don't know how much time we have. I'm like, wow, okay. Um, wow. So I got through 19, you know, Katie and I basically, you know, we showed up at 9 a.m. and left at like 8 p.m. every day. Um, wow. Yeah, so it was a lot of vocal work, but it was yeah. <laughs> awesome. And anytime I work with him, I learn so much, you know. 
And it was just so fun, just, you know, going through the songs and getting to listen to them one by one and really dissecting them and just hearing everything that he had put on there. Yeah. So cool. And, and what, um, so, so that was going to be, cause we, as of recording time, um, have gotten to listen to, I think six tracks, uh, off the, six, the yeah. album. Um, yeah. Which are great. We, Frank and I have sort of, uh, we've, we've been talking about them as, as they've been, coming out i really really like the last couple that dropped a, a lot um birch grove Me and too, yeah. um Satana. but the so i was going to ask you how many songs you you sang on on this album since we don't actually have it yet but it sounds like you right. the whole the whole shebang well it was as much as i we possibly could fit in there um so i mean honestly i don't know exactly i think it was around 18 or 19 i think and then of course you know when him and howard go into their you know, zone after all the vocals are done, you know, they, they pick and take whatever mm -hmm. they, they want to. But right. so, you know, I'll find out for sure, but I'm pretty sure it was, mo it was most of them, yeah. you know, well, even, <laughs> from the, even from the six songs that we have so far, which is a lot, you know, that's a lot of songs, you, yours and Katie's vocals are they're 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 a major kind of character on the on the, yeah. the album was that and was that something you talked about with billy beforehand or was it that did he like surprise you with that no because i i know i've known billy for jesus god um okay so i met him when, when i was 24 i think i'm 42 now um so I've known him for a long time. And I, in in that period of time, we obviously talk a lot about music. Mm -hmm. um, pretty much that's all we talk about. Um, and he's such a huge fan of, you know, ABBA. And he always has talked about, you know, his his love for like, you know, the Fleetwood Mac sound, which mm -hmm. is like that great, um, oh, yeah. the great Stevie Nicks and um, Christine McVie. But because, yeah, like that combination um, is so fantastic of how their voices, you know, meld together and the ABBA sound. And so he's always talked about how much he loves the female vocal, you know, harmony mm -hmm. kind of thing. And so in a weird way, I I kind of wasn't that shocked. I, I was expecting something like this to eventually happen, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, yeah. and um, because he he does love. And he loves to hear it. He's so adorable because in the studio, you know, when Katie and I would try and figure out what the harmony was and when we hit the harmony right, he would just get so excited. Yeah. So it, I mean, it's just so much fun to, when he's like happy about, you know, something. It's it's really it's so cute. And I love it. Well, it's yeah, it's there's a lot of joy in the music. It's very, I, I, we're, yeah. we talked about how exciting it is as fans and as fans who are not among the sort of rigid it needs to sound like Siamese Dream or whatever right. the fuck. You know, I know. It needs to be like 90s whatever sounding. So it, it this truly feels like, um, you know. It's just a, gr it's a grown, it's a grown man who's learned a ton of stuff and this is where he's at. I, I mean, yeah. it's one of the things that drive me crazy whenever I do come across those kind of comments because it's like, would you like someone to, to freeze your emotional body when you were, you know, however old mm -hmm. you were when you heard this album in the 90s? Like, are you the same person that, you know, then that you are now? Right. Obviously not. Some of them are. <laughs> That's a problem. You know, yeah. and maybe, you know, and there and there is the problem. So there you go. That's actually probably true. They probably, this, <laughs> nothing much has changed. Right. But, um, you know, it's just for an artist it's it's just kind of cruel to expect somebody to not not you know change right. and and grow yeah. it just doesn't make any sense i mean so those comments are just always to be ignored yeah yeah absolutely well, i just want to say with i mean it's already the the vocals that we've heard the backing vocals with you and katie it just we already talked about how it adds a character but the dimension that works with billy's voice is just I feel like, and I I don't know how to phrase this. I feel like it's something that felt like it was missing a little bit, uh, maybe in right. years, not missing. I, I don't know how to phrase this without. Well, he doesn't, you know, Billy doesn't usually do a ton of backgrounds. Yeah. Like he's always kind of, and, and that's the other thing I really do admire about him. He's very raw when it comes to his vocals. Mm -hmm. Like, um, you know, he doesn't put a ton of effects on it and he doesn't, he really just lets it be what it is. Mm -hmm. And that's awesome. And I think in his, and I'm, I don't mean to speak for him, but I, I, I have a feeling that 
if he ever wanted background vocals, it was this type of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, he what he wanted like maybe, you know, two completely different characters and possibly female. Just because mm-hmm. I know that he's always loved he loves that sound. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think that he just knows that that's not his thing, and that's why he asked us to do it. You know, mm-hmm. it just worked so well together. Yeah. No, and it really did. And I don't think he, we didn't know if it was going to work or not, but it was great. You know, as things usually go. You know, once we did the first song, I think we were all like, "Okay, this sounds good. I think it's going to work." Yeah, because you and Katie are different vocalists. Oh, God, yeah, 100%. But uh, I do think like the combination of your two voices is really something special, especially with the, the addition of Billy's vocals. There's something about it that feels fresh, and it, I think it gives new life to the pumpkin sound. Oh, I'm so happy to hear that, you know, because we never know how it will be received. I mean, I, I have a sense of humor about anything I've ever done with them, knowing how, you know, intense the fans are. Right. And um, I've learned to just kind of like not pay attention to it because, you know, you're never going to, no one's going to like everything. It's just not the case. Right. So yeah. all I really care about, I'm like, if the band likes it, that's great. That's all I give a shit about, you know? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> if, if Jimmy, yeah, if Jimmy, Billy and James are like, and, and Jeff are like, oh, that's cool. Great. Then it's cool. <laughs> you know, that's the bottom line. Yeah, it's funny. We've been doing this podcast for the better part of of a year, I guess, not even a year. But um, yeah, we are suddenly like those comments are a big part of our lives now too. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Oh, I bet. So now you're getting you're getting some of it too. Yeah, you're a getting your bit. understanding. Yeah, we're getting like some runoff for sure. Well, yeah. and that's why it's like, and you can imagine what what kind of shit Billy has to hear. And I think mm-hmm. that's why, like Linda Strawberry, who's a very good friend of mine, you know, she's she's the I love her so much because. You know, her and Billy are basically best friends, and mm. she's very passionate and gets very protective over him. I am the same way. Anyone who surrounds him and is a friend of his, it's hard to, you know, see anyone or just read anything that is, you know, meant to hurt someone's feelings, you mm. know? He's a pro at it now, and he just ignores it, but, you know, I still get really offended for him. You know, I'm just yeah. like, what are these people talking about? Linda's great at it. She just, she'll straight up just write back to people. And I'm like, oh my God, I love you. <laughs> she's, she's very cool. She's, yeah. Yeah, is, she's, she's, great. she's the absolute coolest. She's a total alien. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she, she, I follow her on Instagram now. And obviously we saw the shiny and oh so bright tour, which she did. She art directed and stage directed. Yeah. Oh, I mean, unbelievable, right? Phenomenal. Yeah. Just totally. an unbelievable. She's a talent that Billy's really been like, you know, um, kind of, what's the right word? Um, I don't know, support in support of for such a long time. And I think he knew that she was just ready to take on something like that. And she fucking knocked it out of the park. Yeah. So this kind of brings to mind, like, kind of as we were talking about with the... I feel like maybe it began kind of, I, I don't know. I mean, you could speak to this more, but how do you, how would you describe the kind of current state of like the, the, the greater pumpkins family, which certainly includes you, it, you mm-hmm. know, Katie, um, Linda Strawberry, Katie Cole, Linda Strawberry, and, and obviously the, the, the band, you know, the band, but yeah. the band, which is comprised of kind of multi generations of the, of the yeah. band. What, what's the, like, what's the, vibe on the inside because from the outside it seems pretty positive and good right yeah it's it is positive it's um you know it i think well and also this whole covid quarantine thing has obviously taken people away from you know hanging out with anybody which Mm -hmm. has been kind of difficult but um it's a yeah it's i mean i think the overall vibe of it is really great and um fresh i think it's a very fresh feeling right now and I also think that everybody, yeah, I think that's the only way to describe it is mm-hmm. fresh and positive. Yeah. You know? Which is really fun to have, because it is, because the, the the pumpkins, obviously, like, the, the with James returning and, and the sort of big tour a couple of years ago, it was sort of a regrouping. There's always, you know, right. meanwhile, there's plenty of new stuff coming out, and Billy's p- very prolific. Has yeah, he is. Been. But yeah, it's it, almost it's crazy. Yeah, but that was like <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Still, I, that was like an exciting time for fans in sort of like a retrospective way. But it definitely yeah. feels like now we're plowing forward into the future, which is re- like more exciting, honestly. Yeah, and I also it's also like it feels to me just super confident. Yeah, yes. you know, and I just like 
And and the, to me, that is just, you know, super sexy. It's just very confident right now and mm-hmm. slick and, you know, grown up. Not that he, I mean, they're, they're obviously been grown up for a while, but I don't know. There's something kind of statuesque about this moment. Definitely. Yeah. It comes across in the, in the songs, just the six songs that we've heard so far. There's an excitement amongst the fans that maybe I, I personally haven't felt in a while. And it's, yeah, it's more positive. Yeah. Like I've, I've felt a little bit more positivity, even when someone like tries to poke at it, they're like, they're like, but I'm not that mad at it. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? They're <laughs> like, I'm not that angry. Yeah. And it's just kind of funny. You're like, uh-huh. Yeah. You can't, you can't hate it. Can you? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's real. I mean, I know the first time I heard it, I didn't really know what to expect, but I just, my brain, you know, flew out of my head Mm -hmm. as soon as Howard pushed play I was like oh you're doing this (laughs) okay this is awesome you know it was like I was like dancing around the studio um expressing expressing my love for it I was just curious because you you mentioned how long you've you've known Billy and how you know how you've obviously toured with him and worked with him in different capacities over the years but how, how did you meet him how did you guys meet this is a really good story, actually. Um, so I was working in Linda Perry's studio. I was recording. Oh, no, I was actually I had just finished Ladyland, which was the record that I was signed on for in, for Interscope to do. produced it uh we had just wrapped that record and so she started working with courtney love and um so i would go over there and hang out with linda and courtney because hello that just sounds fun (laughs) and (laughs) and one day i was sitting there and i just i think i remember courtney going linda can billy come over uh like like can he come over to play uh and um she was like yeah sure And then he came over and we just, you know, started talking and he, I gave him my record. Um, and of course he listened to it, had a ton of stuff to say, which, you know, is always nice. Um, and then he came over and then I was doing this live, uh, kind of show thing at Linda's, at Linda's studio. And he came to watch me sing. Um, and he just sat there and like the, (laughs) the studio area which was a little intimidating while I was singing live um and but and then we just became friends we dated for a very small period of time but you know as as people do in any relationship you quickly realize like oh we are friends right we are you know we are not boyfriend girlfriend yeah (laughs) um we are friends and so we just obviously still hung out but as friends just totally platonic um and you know, I've always been kind of uh, comrades, I guess you could say. You know, like whenever he writes a song, you know, he'll play it for me and I give him my two cents and vice versa, you know, which is is great. Have you ever been in a position to say, like, um, I got to tell you, Billy, this one, this one kind of sucks? <laughs> <Or> like, <laughs> have you ever, have you ever well, had to give it to I him mean, straight like that? I, I mean... I, he knows I would. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. He knows I absolutely would. But, you know, if anything, I, it's always critiquing in, in the most positive way. Like, right. oh, maybe this or that change that. I mean, he's definitely the same thing. He does the same stuff with me. And it's much. It's very much appreciated. Um, you know, yeah. I mean, I'm definitely honest with him, mm-hmm. you know. Um, that's for sure. And it has caused a riff in our relationship more than once. (laughs) But that's, that's, that's what friendship is, you know? Right. I mean, you know, I don't want, I'm sure like anybody else, you don't want anyone in your life that's going to just lie to you all the time, you know, to make you, to make you feel good. No, that's why I'm friends with Pat. Right. I give it to Frank really straight. I don't hold, I don't pull yeah. any punches. <laughs> yeah. And those are the people you want around. You need breaks from those people, mm-hmm. but you want them around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I've, I have very few notes for Frank as a person. I think I yeah. Yeah, no, almost no notes. Um, <laughs> I have a ton of notes for you, Pat. We'll get to it afterwards, but. 
Yeah, I could see you <laughs> typing them into our shared doc. <laughs> um, Love it. Well, so yeah, the um, yeah, I guess with a person like Billy, all, it, that's probably. It, I think it's good to, for any creative person to be, you know, working with or bouncing ideas off of someone who will give it to you straight. But it probably gets oh, more yeah. and more difficult for someone like Billy, who is a kind of for some reason always been like dealt with a lot of negativity around his you know public yeah. persona well and here's the thing he's just he's just as hard on himself mm-hmm. you know what i mean like you know he almost does all that already by the time he brings you anything it's sounding pretty awesome you know what i mean so um he's his hardest critic and he works just tirelessly i mean i, I can't understand how where he gets the energy because not only now you know, obviously he's a musician and writes songs every day. You know, he's, he's got a hundred different things going on with the wrestling league. You know, he's, he's a father now. Yeah. He's a partner to Chloe. He's got Madame Zuzu's like, it's just like the guy has so much going on mm-hmm. and just is always, I don't know how he does it to be honest. Yeah. I just have no, I no concept, but um, he, he has really wonderful people around him. And I think that's how he gets it done. There's a lot of people that, you know, care about him and, um, that'll, that's usually, that'll, that'll make you, you know, do pretty well in life. Just keeping the right people around you. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You know? Um, so you're a parent as well, right? I am. I am. As yes. are we. I just became one five months ago in the, in well, the, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. It's, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's the best. It's like, a. I don't, it is. I don't know what it's like to not have your first child in a pandemic, but it's, <laughs> oh, man. there are benefits. I was going to say it's like kind of the best time to have it because you have to be home. And it's like such a nesting process when a baby comes into your life. Like you just really are nesting. And so guess and quarantining is basically what that is. I know. I know. I have this. (laughs) We've had this sense that it's like is I mean, there's a lot of downsides. Obviously, you can't see anybody. Our family lives far away. Like definite downsides. But that like there's also this feeling of like, man, it would suck if one of us like had to go somewhere all day and be yeah. away from her so uh-huh yeah um, but so that that just leads me to it has how is being a parent factored into your life as a musician because obviously there's a lot of touring there's a lot of you know yeah. probably late nights and just just you know oh, just God, how does yeah. it weigh into your or how has it weighed into your creative life i mean first and foremost it's about having a partner that understands you know what it is mm-hmm. um i mean I still struggle, though, greatly with time because being the mom, I mean, mothers just kind of we have a different role mm-hmm. and the role can be a little bit more time consuming. Um, and so usually my schedule is, you know, especially now with the kids doing distance learning, which is uh, I'm not a fan, but I get it. Yeah. We have to do it. Um, you know, my time is at night. And so I don't get a lot of sleep. You know, mm-hmm. I'm also, you know, trying to keep be creative through this process or else I feel like I'm going to lose my mind. So I've been working on kind of an EP down in my studio whenever I possibly can. Um, It's hard, you know, but, you know, having a partner that understands what it is, is super important. Mm -hmm. So luckily my husband gets it and also really um, wants me to, you know, do all the things, Mm -hmm. which is great. You know, he's very supportive. So that's awesome. But as far as like having time to think and get ideas, that's really challenging. Right. Because, you know, at the end of the day, I've just been finding it really hard to be even inspired to do anything, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's very understandable right now. It's, it's, yeah. I, I mean, so right now it's a little bit of a different scene, but um adult gummies help a great deal sure oh, yeah. absolutely my inspiration yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> are you um so so obviously this is a crazy insane time uh, a stressful time just for everyone for a ton of reasons but is there anything like uh, that you are there any albums or musicians or like anything you turn to as sort of like a touchstone or something to just give you kind of solace in in crazy times like this i've been not so awesome about listening to new music um i did get the new prince sign of the times uh reissue yeah and i've yeah yeah, i've been listening to that non-stop 
He died. Um, I was touring on the, the plane, doing the plane song tour, and we were in New Orleans. And I'm I'm a crazy Prince fan, like mm-hmm. kind of crazy, like it's almost, and and, and also so so is my sister, and so is Billy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember I was in a cab going to visit a friend that lives in New Orleans, and my husband called and just said Prince died, I, and I just was like in shock. Mm-hmm. And I remember I text Billy immediately, and I was like, Oh my God, Prince died, and he's like, No, he didn't. I'm like, Yeah, no, he did. Um, and it was so incredible. Um, I mean, not that he died. There was nothing incredible about that. But when I was walking through New Orleans, um, every club was just mm-hmm. blasting Prince. Yeah. It was so, I was like bawling yeah. down a New Orleans street. It was so beautiful, but that reissue is just so fun to listen to. Have you ever had the pleasure of seeing him live? I did, yes, a couple times. Yeah, unbelievable. Like, just... He, I unfortunately haven't been able to see a full show, but I got to see him perform at Saturday Night Live. Oh, you did? Oh, that's cool. And it was... He tore the roof off that place, and then he jumped off the stage, and he left the building. <laughs> oh, I, it's just... He's just the sexiest human being on the oh, planet. God, he, I just can't even handle incredible. it. incredible. I just can't say it. Yeah. I mean, I, we could probably do a whole two hours. I know, a whole separate thing. I know, right? I think, yeah, you and I are both big, huge, like, huge Prince heads as well, Frank, yeah. right? Like, uh, yeah. yeah. He's, the, he's the absolute... And when he died, un, unlike, unlike certain other sort of monolithic, like, iconic people... Prince Prince was like um it's not like Prince burned out in the 80s and like we lost it, it like Prince when he died made Mm-mm. me realize holy shit we've had Prince all along for like, all yeah, our, could, our whole life for how yeah. amazing he is you could you could almost like take him for granted because he's always Yeah it's like Santa Claus yeah, he's like exactly. you know it's just like unbelievably you know constant he's yeah. a constant yeah. yeah and it is and it's one of those moments when an artist like that dies you're like Okay, we were so lucky. Yes. Like, yeah. shit. I should have been writing him letters every day. I know. <laughs> Saying thank you. The one-two punch of him and Bowie was just too much for me to handle. Oh, my God. Wasn't that ridiculous? Speaking of um, speaking of writing letters, though, there's there's this, uh, this story that I love about uh, that I learned when Prince died, which was... Um, Joni Mitchell, who is, you know, still with yeah. us, who's amazing. Yes. Prince was, was a, you know, big Joni Mitchell fan. He covered yes, know, he was. Song, A Case of You and, and probably other stuff by her. But um, he, as a kid, Prince as like a young teenager, she, she wrote a little thing saying like, I used to do shows and I would look out into the audience and there was this young, young, young kid oh. dressed to the nines, dressed like <laughs> Prince. Oh. And then so she would cute. also r- routinely get fan letters from mm. this young kid, teenager, all written in Prince, uh, like like U- style, B4. like hearts, yeah, all, like, yeah. like the number four <laughs> U B, like totally how his song, t- the letters were all written how his song titles are written, and just like, like he's always been like that. He's always, he's always been like it's, it's like just he so cute, down fully formed, and the fact that yeah. He's, He's not with us anymore, but we're still getting tons of. I know all this amazing stuff. Yeah, I mean, I can't even imagine in in some closet in Paisley Park. There's just probably thousands of, thousands and thousands of like you know demos. Like I I would imagine. As a singer, that I'm sure you could. Have you listened to the the piano and a microphone uh, album that they put out? It was so good. Was no, like I actually haven't. Posthumous Prince release, maybe. Oh my god, I ha- I don't know. How did I not? How did I not know about this? Because they're releasing so much stuff. It's um, yeah, it's kind of can't keep up. up. Yeah. It came out like two yeah. years ago. It's amazing. It's, great. it's like a, a cassette that was found, and it's just labeled piano piano and a microphone wow. 1983 i believe and it's just sort of one send me that link we will we'll send you a spotify link or something because oh that'd be it's awesome just kind of like uh he plays he he does like medley like songs that haven't been released yet songs that are like wow there's like a Joni mitchell interlude like it's and it's just him it's just prince's singing on display his singing and sort of like pure musicianship on display just piano and a microphone mama 
Prince just sitting there, just doing being Prince. It's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> you and Billy did a cover, correct? Yeah, we. So yeah, so that day we found out, and I was laying in my hotel room. I'm like, we have to do something. I mean, it's just too weird. And so Billy always did these VIP shows before shows and where he would just go out and play a couple songs on an acoustic guitar and answer questions. And so him and I emailed, I said, well, we should do something. And he goes, okay, yeah, let's do something. And at first we were going to do something with the whole band. And then, and then him and I were just like, you know what, let's just like, let's do something for the VIP show. Mm -hmm. Let's just do that. And so we, we decided that we'd do the cross. The practiced it a few times really not that much at all and and then we just yeah we did that just on the day of it just felt weird not to do anything yeah. like you know so we we did that and luckily it went, it went okay i actually just what i found a video of that last night and i watched it and it was great i think if if you guys only did it once it must have been that um yeah we did we only did it the one time and it was in new orleans yeah but it felt good to do something, or else it would just feel awkward. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> you know. Prince. Yeah, I know. Prince, we love you. I know. Um, yeah, yeah. I could. T I was about to start another Prince tangent, but I probably, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna um, hold. I'm gonna hold back. Uh, yeah, we'll do that on the next podcast. So right. what's um what's you said you're working on a new EP? Is that is is that um, set to be released anytime soon, or more of a work in progress? Yeah. No. It's a work. Actually, no, I have two songs that are completely done and I'm going to just kind of do release kind of each one as a single um, just because why not? Mm -hmm. And I wanted to do a video for each one. So I'm going to direct a video for the first one um, in the next month or so. Um, so, um, yeah, I'm just going to release them kind of one at a time. Nice. Is that going to be like a... Um, uh more traditional shoot type of thing or no yeah well um the music is definitely a little bit more of a dancier thing I don't, I don't like to say dance because it's not it's just not um it's not like singer songwritery music right right you know what i mean yeah um it's a little bit more it's something else you know yeah. um i don't know how to describe it but um yeah this video well it it'll a ballerina will be in it. I'll tell you that oh, much. Nice. <laughs> That's all. <I> have. <laughs> um, but as far as what it will actually be, I'm still figuring it out. Yeah. But it'll be really, it'll be pretty and cool and funny to watch. Oh, well, that's that's really awesome. exciting. Um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. Well, it's 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 very. Um, it's it's any sort of thing you can get made now it feels like it, it feels great to finish something no matter what but oh god like yeah yeah extra big victory to, to i know to a comp accomplishment when you're actually doing stuff during this particularly strange time yeah, yeah. so was the um for the speaking of, of videos during this strange time was the um the seer video was that uh, that was just you recorded your part just yeah by yourself well Linda Strawberry um, called me and she's, I knew that she was doing the video, um, but she was just like, uh, do you have a camera? Do you have access to every, I'm like, of course I do. <laughs> and um, <laughs> uh, she's like, okay, well, would you mind, you know, recording yourself doing some vocals? I said, yep, no problem. I didn't know what the video was going to be. I didn't know anything of, but I, I just did what I was told basically. Mm -hmm. But, um, and I talked to her a few times while she was editing it and she's just like a, she's, I call her an alien because she, you know, she did that video with not a lot of time mm -hmm. on, you know, she didn't have a ton of time and she like knocked it out of the park. I, I mean, I remember talking to her and she was so stressed out, but I was just like, if anyone could do this, it's you, yeah. it's you. So, and she, and I just, I couldn't believe what she 
accomplished when I saw that video. I couldn't believe it. Video. Yeah, it's so cool. It blew me away from a because like whenever I watch something that I know was made this year, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. My, I like my gears get going about like, okay, how did they do that? Was that you know like who yeah was there for that? But it it'll stand. I think it'll stand up. You know, five years from now, it'll be it'll be a cool video. That's what shocked me. Is like this is the most refreshing thing I've seen in a long time, and I can't believe I'm in it. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like I actually like that. Like I was just like, usually you're so ready to be like, oh god, you know, I hope it's okay. And then like I just remember as soon as I as soon as like it was ten seconds in, I was like, this is fucking incredible. Yeah. Like I could, I mean, just so good. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're so excited for you know for all this new music that's still to come. Obviously, yeah. are you guys so so? There are some pumpkins dates for like festivals and stuff next year. Are you going to be tentatively uh, going on the road with them or doing some of those shows? Oh, I don't know. That is up to the band, and uh, you know, honestly, I haven't heard anything. Um, I, I, it's just because of such, it's such a weird time. Yeah, I don't know if they, it's yeah, to plan, but I, I'm sure that, you know, uh, something's probably brewing. I, that I have no concept mm -hmm. of. And then usually I find out about these things like very short period of time before it happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Will you be, uh, recording any of the other stuff that they have on deck? Uh, I don't know. Like I said, it's just like, you know, you get a phone call and then you're on a, a plane. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, literally, it was like Billy texts me like, hey, can you come down to Nashville in, you know, four days to uh, I was like, uh, I guess so. <laughs> you know, it's yeah, it's yeah. very it's very it's very quick when it happens. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, have a question or maybe some advice that you can give to listeners. Um, you've. Uh, had such an extraordinary career and uh you've pat and i have both we're, we're in the entertain entertainment industry and we've had our own close calls or like jobs we've been up for that maybe didn't work out and because of your experience with like all these labels kind of fucking you over and stuff and mm -hmm. um what do you do in times like that because even people don't deal with that kind of rejection on a uh, on that level, there's always something in their own life that they pursue and then maybe it doesn't work out, but then another door opens. What kind of advice yeah. can you give to people during those times to help them through that? I would say it's, it's not about you. You know, when things like that happen, it's just as, as crushing and heartbreaking as it can be. I always took myself out of the equation. Mm -hmm. Not, you know, I, I just didn't, it was like, okay, well then this is just not the right situation. Right. Yeah. You know, and I think it's also really important to keep in mind that you have to create your own uh, life. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to create your own picture. You have to create your own path. Um, it's not up to other people to, you know, create, you know, create you. It's it's yeah. up to you. It's up to you. It's like that's why I'm a big fan of doing a lot of most of my music by myself. Like I'll collaborate now, now that I have the confidence. Mm -hmm. um, and if I'm, you know, feeling the other person's, you know, music or style, but um, you have to be your own innovator, you know? And I mean, I, I happen to really enjoy the solo kind of lifestyle, which a lot of people don't. Um, so that really helps. But, you know, I, I heard this thing once, and I forget who said it, but I, it, it stuck in my brain and it helps me sometimes, where basically the concept is um, in whoever, whatever you believe in, whether it's God, Buddha, Allah, I don't know, whatever, um, or just the universe, you know, when things aren't happening the way you think they're supposed to, it's either, you know, not now, um, not now. Um, I have something better for you in mind, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. or, or, um, what was the other one? There's like three. Great. This is like important. I'm totally forgetting the third, <laughs> but basically the point is, is like, you know, it's never on your timeline. Yeah. You know, it's, you just, you can't be, you can't do that. So, you know, either it's like not at the moment that you want, or it's something you completely didn't imagine, um, or it's something way better, you yeah, know, yeah. but you just have to keep on going, you know, and create your own path mm -hmm. and you can't leave it up to other people to, to do that for you. And you, and you definitely have to hold on to people that are supportive, yeah. you know, 
Like, you know, those friendships that really lift you up because, you know, sometimes friendships are disguised as something that's lifting you up, but maybe it's bringing you down, Mm -hmm. you know, and as you get older, you kind of have to start weeding those people out, you know, because that's bad energy is bad energy, you know, and sometimes people seem like they want you to succeed, but maybe they don't, Mm -hmm. you know, and um, so keep, yeah, keeping, you know, the real cheerleaders around is so important. Yeah. You know, people that really care about you and want to see you do well. Mm-hmm. That's huge. Yeah. That's a really big deal. I think that's good advice for really anybody. But it's there is this interesting thing that happens when you're, you know, an artist, whether whatever your medium is, it's like you're an artist because this sort of flows out of you. You need to. Express yeah. Yourself. Yeah. And it's, it's like a very pure. It's your thing. vocation. Yeah. But then like. Yeah. It, it just as soon as then like a, an industry or a career sort of path gets attached to it like that can be great mm-hmm. it can give you opportunities to sort of grow and and connect with people but it also can turn into this false idea of like i need to wait for someone to pluck me up and choose yeah which is not that's not how it works yeah and you know in the beginning of anyone's career you know there's definitely there's some little help from the universe you know whether that be for me you know meeting people like linda perry mm-hmm. or, or billy and people like kind of helping me up and then but then there comes a point where as you get older you know you have to do it for yourself Mm -hmm. you know there's there's little pushes that help but then all of a sudden you'll notice i think everybody this happens in most people's lives like all of a sudden they're like wait oh i'm supposed to do this by myself now Mm -hmm. yeah like all of a sudden it hits you like oh i need to be the driver of this train Mm -hmm. like there's like all the people have left right you know not not to be not they didn't leave like abandoning you but you know it's like it's up to you now right like you've learned all the things now you know the craft you have no more excuses buy the right equipment learn how to do that and do it yourself Mm -hmm. yeah we have to constantly remind people of what we can do because you know rightfully so everybody's kind of concerned with their own life especially now about just getting mm-hmm. by and sometimes they don't mean to forget about you, but they can. And you're kind of like, yeah. Hey, I'm over here. Remember, I'm very talented. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Look, look, look at me yeah. over here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, totally. And uh, yeah. And it just to take ego, e- taking your ego out of it is important and it's hard sometimes, but you know, I think being a nice person and, you know, goes a long way as well. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Um, well, Sierra, we won't we won't keep you all day, but it, we, it's been so great chatting with you. We're we're oh, it's we're, been fun. Yeah, we're yeah. we're big fans. We're like we said, we're super excited about the new pumpkin stuff, but we're also excited to hear your new uh, solo. Oh, stuff. thank you. Yeah, yeah. For any fans who haven't checked out your music yet, you should go check it out. It's really fantastic. I love it. It's, oh, thanks. It remi- it's kind of got this like dark playfulness to it. Um, there's some songs that kind of remind me of like John Bryan meets Susie and the Banshees. It's so. Oh, I like that. Oh my God. That's my favorite thing anyone's ever said. Oh, great. (laughs) I love you. It's so fun to listen to and it's really awesome. So go check it out if you haven't already. Thank you. Uh, well, Sierra, thank you so much for being here and everybody out there in pumpkin land. Um, is appreciative and uh yeah we we will be back soon to talk about uh more of the cool more stuff. stuff that's coming out more it's to big, come big year big year in, yeah, in pumpkin for land. sure and nowhere else nothing else is happening but <laughs> no no this is it this is the only thing going on top story um well Sierra, thank you so much for um for chatting with us today thank you my pleasure this was fun and I Right, that was our interview with the great Sierra Swan. Man, it was so fun talking to her. She is, uh, she's she really is cool. The best. Yeah. I absolutely love talking to her, and you should definitely follow her on Instagram too. And if you haven't, check out her past work. It's mm-hmm. really great. Um, yeah. I especially love the solo stuff that she's done. You know, I meant it when I said it felt like John Bryan meets Susie and the Banshees. Cause it's like that kind of fun and dark. It, it's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. And man, oh man, what a career, what a, what, and, and what an insight into the inner world of the pumpkins. I mean, she is, you know, for all intents and purposes, she is a, a pumpkin. We're pumpkin yeah. heads, but she's, you know, 
She's a pumpkin. Just one of the best human beings. So glad that we got to interview her. Yeah, and we're so glad that you got to listen, that you you all out there in pumpkin land got to enjoy this conversation too. And we've got lots more stuff uh, coming to you very soon. So stay tuned for that. Correct. And remember, you can find us on the socials on Instagram at Smashing Pumpcast. Uh, and mem- remember that cast is spelled K-A-S-T. You can also find us on Twitter at Pumpkins Podcast, but podcast is spelled normal there. You can also email us at the Smashing Pumpcast at gmail.com and cast is spelled K-A-S-T there. And until next time, we will see you all in the funny pages. <laughs> and we wish you a farewell and Good.